Ah, what a day it is. It's been 24 hours of continuous rains here in Chennai. And um, I'm looking outside in my, into my garden. I see droplets of water pouring in as the rain. And water flowing from all directions. From the Alps, elevated places, streams rushing. It's delightful in a way because it's greener than ever before. It's like the trees are happy and singing a melody. They're dancing and you can see it. The air smells so pure. And it's so pleasing to the ear to hear different layers of water flowing in streams, in drops. It comes with its own inconveniences too. The land is flooded. I barely managed to save our piano from getting kind of soaked because the piano is in the ground floor of our house and the water level has risen to the point it's actually started seeping in. I'm sitting here in the elevated in the first floor watching at it and I thought oh what a beautiful moment to do a podcast to talk to you My home studio doesn't have soundproofing yet. I record from a different place, usually. But I just couldn't resist recording in this beautiful vibe with the sound of the rain in the backdrop. When I was a young boy, maybe eight years old or nine, and for a few years during the period, I used to come visit my grandfather who lived here from a different state. And this area is, is a generally a hot area it's uh, very hot and we used to have a pond a natural pond that used to dry up in the summer and you look inside it and all you see is um, depression a land that is sliding down in is a great flat structure. Nothing else, dry. And then it would start to drizzle and rain. And then you look at it and it's clean, clear water. And a few days goes by. And you look at it. 
and you see small tiny fishes that have just caught a life swimming in that pond and then a few days goes by and you see big fishes and then you see lotus and then you see an entire ecosystem and it's beautiful when there was nothing and suddenly there's everything and all that was required was the rains I call this the power of context. There are situations, there are things that a person has access to. A context that they have access to. That has the power to transform their capabilities, their skills and everything in their life. But contexts that are powerful, that are transformative, that come, but contexts that are powerful, that are transformative, come in all kinds of peculiar shapes and sizes and color and are the most elusive in our work, we've seen so many times people complaining about something. When that thing that they've been complaining about is the saving grace for all the problems that they have in their life. We've often told people who want to be entrepreneurs that they don't recognize what their job is giving them to compress the time that they require to launch successfully as an entrepreneur. And sometimes it's the job, sometimes it's the place you live, sometimes it's the people in your life. People who evolve fast, who evolve every three years while others take about ten years, are people who recognize contexts and the power of the context and they pay for that context. The payment doesn't necessarily have to be in terms of money. Payment can be in terms of years that you're willing to put it can be in terms of inconveniences that you're ready to deal with. A lot of people ask me, how do you come up with these insights? How do you know so much about each industry? How do you know about the business nuances in so many different industries, the psychology of different industries. How do you understand families that are so different from each other, no matter the culture they come from? And part of my answer to that is that 
the power of context, the nature of work that I do, in meeting thousands of people, not once, not until their problems are solved, but in evolutions, in cycles of evolution, across six months, across a year, across two years, across three years, and having the memory to connect the person they were when they first saw me and the person they are after five, six cycles of evolution in three years, is the context that enables me in combination of so many other things to arrive at some of the conclusions that I come to. So one of the things that Hari and I dis designed right from the beginning is we made the sacrifices that we needed to as a business so that we have such a context in our life. From the first program that we did to help people, we made revisits complimentary and unlimited. And in fact, there are times when we spend money from our own pocket to incentivize in the early days for people to come the second time and third time. Because I wanted to see them in a year, in two years, after every work, what's been the trajectory shift in their life. So we invested millions of dollars that we did not have, that our business was barely making, back into creating this context for us. Because we learned and recognized the power of context and what this would mean to us. Now it did fulfill a deeper purpose for us. We felt happy to see people evolve, continuously evolve, to, uh, to do more than what they have paid for and have come for the first time. It did give immense satisfaction, but it's knowing the power of why this is so important, the power of the context that allowed us to invest millions of dollars into this, even before a business was making that kind of money. So one way to look at context is to look at what already exists and how do you maximize it? You know, I could have looked at this rain and said, oh, I can't go to my studio today. Um, and I can't record from here because, you know, the sound is going to be distorted by, you know, all the noises around. But then I thought, what a lovely moment it is to actually record. So those who have followed me for a while already know how it was a similar situation many years ago when I was in Bombay and I couldn't travel back to my city because of the floods. And uh, that was the birth of a program called Close the Deal, like a pro. The program was called Close the Deal and not Close Deals because I realized that there are things in a person's life, if they could configure it, if they could organize it, if they could 
get on to it or if they can close on it would change everything in their life. So it's not about closing deals or becoming better at sales, but it's about closing the deal or the deals. Uh, maybe an investment, maybe a partnership, maybe hiring the right person. That could change everything for you in your life. So it's a creative process. Um, so the program did help people to close deals better, but it also enabled them to find the deals that um, for whatever reason, for whatever mindset limitations, they couldn't see until that day. Until they had personally transformed. And um, that program became a turning point for our business. Um, it, um, it kind of helped us grow like five times faster ever since. And um, it happened because there was rains and, I, and the airports were blocked and I couldn't fly back to my city. And I sat there and I had one of my colleagues, Hari, and we were like, what do we do now? And we asked ourselves the question, if you had unlimited time and unlimited money, what would we do for our existing customers, existing participants? And uh, was born close to deal, like a pro. When we meet our participants, we, yes, do think about what context they already have. Like um, yesterday, when I was doing a review, I met this um, extremely talented physiotherapist. Uh, he's not just a physiotherapist, but he's a sports physiotherapist, and his speciality is that Unlike general physiotherapy that you gotta keep doing again and again, he can correct some of the underlying conditions within the first session with him. And he has like all kinds of celebrities from the top sports athletes who are his clients. And uh, he had a particular business challenge and he was trying to close so many deals and he was running all of them with me yesterday. But what he didn't realize was there was one person who was bringing him 70% more customer retention. You know, in, in, the, in the sense that people don't leave as soon as they experience the magic with him, but they're coming back for improving further. And the only deal he needed to close for him to have 10x growth within the next two years is to have this person continue in that role. By the trajectory in which he was going, she was gonna go out of that role that she was playing for him. I mean, for many years he tried to do this, but he didn't have retention. And now there is someone who is bringing 70% retention and he didn't even recognize the significance of it. To bake the sacrifices that are necessary to hold on to that. Obviously, I recognized it in the first five minutes of a conversation and it took me an hour and a half to bring it to his attention sufficiently to the point that I was convinced that he's going to take action on it. You know, every other lady looked big, you know, like a partnership and 
so many things. This didn't look so not significant. It's like you know, it's you already have it. You might take it for granted, but that was the game changer for him. So often, that's what we help people do. Uh, I remember there was a man who had come. It's actually his daughter who brought the man, and the daughter, the man, and the, his wife were there. And he had a debt of um, a huge amount, huge, huge. And he was a manager in a bank, and he was uh, earning like one percent of that debt. And it was mind-boggling to everyone how he could have acquired so much debt. So his daughter was suspicious. She thought she, he was doing to some, you know, gambling or some nasty thing. And when I investigated, it turns out that to, he was so scared of facing debtors that in order to cover up one loan, he would borrow another loan and just pay the interest, not even the principal, from the new loan, of the old loan. So it, over the period of 10 years, accumulated to a huge amount. In the first five minutes, I said, you're not going to solve this problem person is going to solve this problem is your wife because as he was describing what he was describing I could smell fear I could see him shivering but in the corner of my eyes I noticed that the lady next to him was strong like iron she was fierce I said what you have is not a debt problem what you have is a negotiation problem and um, I got her to negotiate it to 25% of the value and uh, the family together found a way to settle it and they're happy now, very happy. In fact, I think they, they closed everything within 20% of what he thought was the amount he had to pay back. He had her in his life on his life. He didn't know he could, she could solve that problem for him. So yes, there are contexts that can change a person's uh, everything for them. But what I find more and more fascinating is the other way around. Can you arrive at the life experiences you need to experience personal evolution in compressed time? And can you create the contexts that you need to do that? This is what Hari and I did for ourselves when we created the context where we could evolve people and have validated life experiences in evolving people. This is what we do for our participants. Uh, when we meet someone, we feel like, oh, you know what? He's not going to be promoted as a partner. He's not going to be promoted as a, a, a vice president unless he has these leadership skills and uh, we figured out what a context he needs to create in his life right now that will give him that context instead of him organically getting it five years later through his job and uh, although the context that we create or ask the person to indulge in might feel irrelevant to them at that point in time uh, most people do it because of the relationship we have with them 
and then in six months you know the capabilities develop and then their bosses notice it and they give them the opportunities that they might have otherwise not and then you know that's how these participants report like a double promotion in the time everybody else gets a single promotion because they started to do things that they would generally do after a promotion because they gave the vibe they had the capabilities that got developed because of parallel context that we created in their life I remember this girl Gautami who's now a established playback singer in the film industry when she was just joining college and uh, she came to us and she said you know I'm doing these professional courses but what I would like to be professionally is in art in music and in dance that's where I would like my career to be but I need to financially be independent and I have to support myself and I know this is something that every musician in this country finds challenging to be able to support themselves at this young age without having a professional career in say accounts or medicine or engineering so what we did for her is we made it simpler for her to have the life experiences in those years of college that someone would have when they spend three times that time so what happens is most people go to college and they do what the college has got them to do and then they come out of college and then they gather certain life experiences but Kathmi was different we helped to create certain context that allowed her to develop uh, capabilities to connect with people, to form relationships, to negotiate, to communicate and at the same time to become excellent at her art. Her dance form improved, she even represented the country, she would travel with a diplomat to visa. By the time she was done with college, not only was she excellent in her art, she was also excellent in several business capabilities including connections so when the time came for her to decide between her full-time job and her career she was already financially there with opportunities knocking on a door so she didn't have to compromise like she'd seen her colleagues do she got full-time into her career doors open for her. Music director started noticing her and calling her to sing songs for them. So the power of context is to utilize what you already have. But it's also about being strategic. It's about knowing five years from now what are things that you would need and what context can you create that will give you the capabilities to reach there and um, the challenge in this approach is that some of the contexts are counterintuitive like I remember telling a CEO who was stuck I said go pick up a guitar and learn to play it well and he said, how is that going to solve my business problem? I said, let's discuss that when your business problem is solved. And that's exactly what happened. He picked up the guitar and uh, 
There were certain things that happened in his wiring. Now remember, it's different from picking up a guitar and playing and then dabbling with it. He committed to it. He learned, he got a proper mentor, he got a proper teacher, he put in the hours, he improved the skill. And um, he, he solved some of his business problems with very creative solutions. So, being able to use the power of a context for future solutions requires that you know where you are, what are your core capabilities, and also what are the complementary capabilities that will combine with your current capabilities to complete and enhance your rarity exponentially. And when you have that map, then it's just a very simple thing to find contexts that can create these capabilities for you. There was a, a guy in my previous organization when I was the CDO, he was the office boy and he really wanted to learn programming. And someone challenged me in that office saying, so many people have tried to teach him programming, he just doesn't get it. So when he approached me and he said, can you do this for me? Can you solve this? You know, people are telling me programmers are born. I said, nonsense. People develop certain capabilities not knowing how they develop them. Because they had the opportunity, they had the environment. They unknowingly did some things that didn't recognize developed the certain capabilities for them. And I told him to study physics. I gave him fundamentals of physics, Rasnik Halde. I said, read the first two chapters and do the exercises given there. It's very simple. He did, he did it. He took two months. It took him a while, but he did it. And guess what? Right after that, he was able to learn programming. The role of context in your life is not changing your lifestyle. It's not about giving you knowledge. The role of context is more than that. It's about developing capabilities that become useful in other contexts across your lifetime of performance. know why I feel a particular context is important for someone. Often I'm very intuitive about it. But after a year, after two, I always validate. What did that context give that person that I couldn't logically see at that point in time? But looking back, all of it makes sense. So I invite you to go deep. Maybe take a moment to close your eyes and empty your mind. And let your unconscious do this for you. Let it create a compelling urge to create a certain context. Maybe learn something, 
maybe go and help someone. I don't know what it is, but your unconscious can create a compelling urge in the days to come where you find yourself doing something that builds capabilities when you look retrospect to have empowered you in the most important context in your life. children not just learn to walk while they're awake but because they know it's so important even while they sleep their micro muscles continue to move in a sense they're not just practicing mentally but physically as well even while they sleep John Grinder telling us a story about a young man who approached him to say he wanted to get over the fear of meeting women and um, and John being who he is provoked the man saying but how are you gonna afford me because I'm very expensive and when the young man looked dazzled he said maybe you could do some internship work for me and uh, John said he was going on a travel and uh, he printed certain forms a questionnaire and handed over to the young man and said fill this up for me so when I come back I can help you so these are survey questions for a lingerie brand 
and uh, this young man went and sincerely met the people outside the store when they were walking out, asked them to fill in these forms. By the time he was done, he didn't know that's all he had to do to get over the fear of women, talking to women. And when John came back, he handed over the farm to John and he said, I finished the assignment you'd given me and I also think I've got to know the fear of talking to women. Now obviously John knew what he was doing. He set it up so that the young man thought it was a job he was doing. But that job was all that was needed for him to get over the fear that he said he supposedly had. Thank mm-hmm. you.